0: The Wilton Beavers are sponsored by Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Well, once again, we got the pig in the ground. We got the beer on ice. And it looks like Coach Heffler of the Wilton Beavers is coming over tonight. Welcome to the program, Coach.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we're just going to do what my fans like the best, and that's talking about football. And uh, uh, the Wilton Beavers, I am told, are uh, kind of a – up-and-coming team you had a lot of young sophomores and stuff that really made a big splash last year that are a year older and uh uh, i'm told by a lot of people that you may have have something uh cooking this year
1: yeah you know we've uh last year we're definitely on the younger side of things um all those guys return uh you know we lost a senior class of about seven or eight guys who contributed last year and then great guys but um really excited to see uh, what we have returning this year um, as a lot of those guys had a lot of experience on a varsity field.
0: Well, you, you had a pretty dang tough uh, schedule last year. You were in a, in a pretty, pretty rough conference, if I remembered, right?
1: Yeah, we, uh, it was definitely a tough conference, well-respected teams. Um, I said it was probably, in my time as a head coach, by far the, the most talented running back group that we've ever faced. Um, they had a couple of Division One guys and even the guys who weren't Division One or Division Two guys. So, I mean, some big, strong, fast, physical runners, um, and we were trying to take that down with a, a bunch of sophomores and a couple juniors, uh, made our jobs really tough.
0: Well, you uh, – uh, uh, I think there's – th- is Minneapolis not in your uh, a bracket anymore or not?
1: Correct. Yeah, Minneapolis went up to 2A, and we stayed in 1A this year. So, we don't play Minneapolis this year.
0: So, that's one tough team that you won't have to play, I guess uh Mm -hmm. they probably replaced it with something else just as rough i imagine (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk about the off season you know the workouts i believe you're allowed to camp uh uh but there's pretty there's quite a bit of restriction until july 31st right
1: yeah so um you know they have they let you do unlimited. uh to get-togethers as far as um, you know, seven-on-sevens and, and team workouts and things like that. But our big push every summer uh, is to get in their weight room and, and work their rear ends off in the, in the weight room uh, to become stronger and more physically ready for our season. Um, so that's kind of our big push. We do three times a week. Um, we have a program that's a 12-month program, but in the summer we ask three days a week that they're in the weight room. Um, and then we do a little bit of seven-on-seven. Seven. We went to uh, Iowa City High. Um, and did a, a tournament over there one of the weekends towards the end of June. And then we just visited um, Rockridge across the river. Uh, and we did a, a, a quad over there with three other teams. So, you know, we get together, we do some things. But really our focus is on is on getting ready and, and physicality um, ready for our season.
0: Well, what is the date of the first game?
1: So we are opening up uh, at Mid Prairie and we'll open up at Mid Prairie on uh, August 25th um, down there at their place. So we are a short month away.
0: So you've got three weeks and three days, three weeks and four days uh, to snap your team into into a a shape there after July 1st, something like that. It sounds like uh, uh, you got to do a lot in a short time
1: yeah so we've got we're currently in our no contact week so that means no coaches can be uh, in contact with any of our players we call it dead week around here to, to let everybody kind of relax and stuff before we start um, our camp but as as uh july 31st hits uh, we start our football camp um, and then we just kind of go from there and it those first three weeks go extremely fast um, in order to get all your stuff in it gets very tough to do
0: well you're losing seven seniors so that- each one of them, whether they were a starter or or a backup, they had some kind of a role. Uh, so you got to find some some new uh, new players to fill them roles. I don't. Let, let's talk about maybe somebody that's going to be tough to replace. Who did you have that you lost from the senior that was a big part of your team?
1: Yeah, you know we lost a lot of them, but. Um... One of our our main contributors last year, and he just actually played in the Shrine Bowl this past weekend, uh, was our offensive and defensive lineman uh, Alex Kaufman. Um, we kind of centered our defense around him. Really athletic, big guy for us. Um, on the on the offensive side, we used him as a guard, and man, he could pull and and hit with the best of them. And just a really smart football player. Uh, he's actually heading up to the University of Upper Iowa um, here in a couple weeks. Uh, to continue his football and his education. And uh, he had a great, great game at the Shrine Bowl uh, this past weekend. But uh, Alex is definitely a guy that is going to be really, really tough to replace this year for us.
0: Right. Well, let's just, I mean, whether you you take a, a sophomore that was a linebacker and put him there or, or, or fill it from, from some other spot, even that creates a different place, a scenario that you got to replace somebody at, Got, now you got to come up with a new linebacker just in that scenario that I talked about. So, what are the what are the fluid positions? What is it that you really don't know for sure? Who's going to be a wide receiver, a cornerback, a linebacker, an offensive lineman, a fullback? Is you know what's the process of, of how do you limit? How do you you know run a camp where you give guys a shot and find out who can really who's going to be the starter on opening?
1: Well, you know, that's that's something we do. And I, for us and our team this year, you know, a lot of our a lot of our skill guys come back. So our quarterback, our receivers, our running backs are all back on defense, our defensive backfield, two linebackers are back. So our question mark is the offensive and defensive line It's where a lot of our seniors played, um, you know, so we really have to find that stuff out. But, you know, even over a year's time, a lot of people change. You know, even some of those sophomores in that class that maybe weren't playing varsity last year have really worked their tails off in the summer and um, have really are really pushing to try to get some varsity time this year. Um, and I think they're going to make our jobs as coaches really, really tough. So our, our goal in camp is to, number one, find out who's put the time and effort in um, and find out where their skills lie. And, and that's going to tell us a lot before we even get pads on, um, just to see where their skill set's at, um you know what kind of speed adjustment has happened over or in a year's time um but that's that's really what we're looking for out of our our camp is to find out who is physically ready to play at a varsity football level
0: and uh, uh, uh let's talk about those special teams you know sometimes that's when a young kid can get a chance to get on the field uh, has a kid ever got an opportunity on the special teams and kind of started to impress you and then work his way onto the field in other places
1: yeah, absolutely. This is uh, special teams for us is where we can have that guy right in between, you know, he may have not have, have gotten a starting spot on offense or defense in the top 11, but he's just kind of right on the fringe there. Um, and we let our kids know that too. You know, if, if we, if you're on that fringe, you're a, you're a special teams guy for us. Um, and what we're looking for is number one, can you tackle, you know, we want the best 11 tacklers on defense. Um, and if you can prove yourself, on special teams, if you can go down and make tackle off tackle off and tackle, um, you're going to find a way onto the defense. Um, and you know, if that same mentality and that aggressiveness, next thing you know, we, he could be a two way starter for us on offense and defense. Um, so special teams, you know, so many kids get caught up and hung up on the, the idea that special teams is not a starting position, which, which is completely false. Um, you know, and special teams is so important to what we do in a game. Um, that their role is is a major contributor to what we do on a Friday night and and our success on a Friday night.
0: Well, uh, when I played football, uh, we were just a bunch of farm kids and nobody knew how to kick the ball. I mean, (laughs) we just did not have a guy that could kick the ball straight in any sense or or, – so we did not punt much. If we punted and we pushed the other team back eight yards, we thought we did something, something (laughs) great. So if it wasn't if it wasn't third down and twenty, we probably weren't going to punt. But uh, there's a lot of good good uh, uh, a lot of kids play soccer now. There's a lot of uh, sometimes we get a uh, an exchange student, and by God, he, he didn't care whether he speak English or not. He kicked the ball, you know. <laughs> oh, but yeah. do you no, got that's... some guys that can kick? Is it difficult to teach somebody to kick and? Uh, uh, just the, the punting and kicking it like Medias last year. They had a kid that could kick. By God,
1: yes, they sure did. They, um, I'll tell you what. It, sometimes that's few and far between. You know, we'll have years where we have multiple guys who can kick and punt. Um, you know, we've had years where we don't have anybody who can. It feels that comfortable kicking and punting. Uh, this year, we return our freshman kicker who did pretty well on PATs uh, and was kicking it inside the ten yard line on kickoffs uh, pretty consistently. His name is Gatlin Rogers. Um, and then in the punting game, we had to, we have two punters. Um, one gets a little bit more height on it. Um, the other one uh, has got a little bit more of a quick release. But uh, we feel pretty good with where we are in the kicking game um, compared to where we have been in the past. So, um, you know, I, we're, it's it's such a weapon on a Friday night to have a good kicker or punter. I mean, you, you talk to Coach Morrison down in Minneapolis and that punter can kick, punt that ball about 60, 65 yards across the field um that can definitely change the outcome of a game
0: well i tell you i mean we lined up for a kickoff it was a 50 50 chance it was going to be an onside kick because he just (laughs) couldn't kick for the day you know (laughs) yeah well we've had those years too (laughs) but uh uh there's a lot of good young skilled players we're seeing 49 yard field goals and just things that would you know you wouldn't even consider when i was playing but it's you know it's grown a lot but let's uh let's get into the uh 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 let's talk about well let's talk about your 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 line your your running back core i think that's what everybody uh around is pretty much uh uh excited about that's where they feel like the potential is for you what do you know uh uh, who are these running backs and uh uh, are they as important uh to what you're gonna do as everybody else thinks
1: yeah absolutely you know we uh we run a spread offense and a lot of people a lot of times, connect spread offenses to just throwing the ball and things like that. But um, you know, we're a run-first team. Even out of a spread offense, we run a lot of power um, out of what we do. Um, we do have a stable of backs so that we're really excited about. Um, last year, our, our lead rusher was uh, Owen Hassel. Owen's going to be a, a junior this year for us. Um, really talented, great vision, great legs, strength. Um, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Stands about five nine, maybe 150 pounds. Uh, 160 pounds at, at tops, and, uh, but really strong, really explosive guy that we really like back there. Um, another guy is Damian Pestle, um, about the same size and stature, um, but really, uh, really, really fast. You know, um, Owen, I feel, has that quick first step. I feel Damian, uh, his 100-meter dash time, he was injured towards the end of track season, so we didn't get to see him uh, try to advance to state, but he would have he been right there in the 100-meter dash. Uh, to make that to make that go as well and then we have another sophomore um, that had a a great season as a freshman last year on the JV team um, in Hayden Hill Um, just another really solid running back that on a lot of our teams without those two older guys in front of him is probably looking at, at starting running back position for us so It's really great to have three guys that you really trust back there. I got a couple new freshmen coming in that that probably won't compete for the varsity spot, but um, it's just really nice to see that spot rejuvenated here in Wilton again.
0: Well, uh, do you ever get your running backs involved in the passing game?
1: Oh, absolutely. We there's there's a time or two that they'll be out as a receiver, and um, you know most of the time that we drop back to throw, he's he's coming out of the backfield at some um, condition one way or the other. So um, they're they're quite involved we, we run quite a few screens and things like that for him as well so uh, they definitely have to be able to catch out of the backfield
0: well what about the quarterback is a returner or uh yep. what, what kind of quarterback you got there
1: yeah so drew keith is another one of those uh sophomores coming into this junior season um last year actually going into week eight was leading our district uh in passing yards um he was up there for passing touchdowns um, really has a nice arm, can sling that ball all over the place. Um, and you could tell the growth from last year, uh, from week one to week eight, he was really comfortable sitting in that pocket, you know, week one through four, he was, he was kind of antsy. Um, when you saw week five through eight, man, he was really comfortable throwing the ball. Um, and the thing that I like about Drew is if you look at our stats, um, he spreads the ball all over the place. We've got multiple receivers. Um, with fifteen plus catches. We've got running backs that have fifteen plus catches. Um and all those guys come back for him. So we're really excited to see what Drew can do uh behind center this year again. And uh, you know he's he's like I said, really talented guy with a big upside.
0: Well uh what about a wide receiver with some speed? You got any of that?
1: Yeah we do we've got some of those guys back as well. Um our senior uh Landon Putman stands about six three, six four Um, He's been playing a ton of basketball this this, uh, summer. He's a big basketball guy, um, but somebody that we really expect to have a a breakout season for us. Um, When you have that kind of size and speed and and, um, athletic ability, uh, playing in 1A football, we're expecting big things out of him this year. Um, Kate Serrata is a returning tight end. He was a sophomore last year, going to be a junior. He actually led our team in all uh, receptions and yards and touchdowns. Um, just a guy who can go get a ball, great hands. Um, and then our last one that's returning from last year is Kale McQuillan will be a junior this year. He stands about five nine, five ten, 510 maybe uh, smaller guy, but great feet and great route runner. Um, it doesn't drop too many balls. So, uh, we'll start with those three, but we've got a whole group behind them as well that that can step in and play those positions just as well.
0: Well, just in case my sports director, Scotty Melvin's listening, uh, I better ask you about linebackers because I don't know what his deal is. He just dreams about linebackers
1: at night. (laughs) No, we've got two returning linebackers on the defensive side. So Owen Milder um, played our Mike linebacker uh, last year as a sophomore, going to be a junior this year, and then our senior this year, Chaz Allison. um, Those guys will anchor the middle of our defense. And, again, last year's experience for both of those guys, Tremendous growth from week one to week eight. Um, really excited to see them run our defense because they, both of those guys, feel very, very comfortable um, in calling our defense, where everybody's supposed to go on our defense, um, and, and real leaders on that side of the ball for us.
0: Well, I mean, I'm an old man, and when I used to, you know, play football, they drag us out there in August, and we'd have two and three hour, two a day practices. We're <laughs> never allowed to have any water ever. And they give us salt pills for some reason, uh, but it's a lo- it's a whole different kind of atmosphere. And uh, uh, one thing Scotty Melvin and I noticed a lot early, it didn't happen once the temperature got under sixty. But uh, there was a lot of cramps and things, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of discussion about what's the best way to prepare your team and to get them enough fluids and whatever uh, to avoid some of these uh, heat injuries. Uh, uh, you know the heat. You know it's. It's strange. You you uh football is the only game that you start out and it's over a hundred and ends up under zero. Uh, so you got <laughs> yeah. all the elements and everything. But the beginning the year there is a lot of uh heat concerns and it can you can have a hot night uh uh the first two three games. So uh, what do you what does the coach do to just to kind of be aware of whether it's heat or cold or ice or snow or whatever you're dealing with? I mean, there's uh-huh. a lot of stuff out there.
1: Well, you know that's it's it's a tough battle and and. Listen, we were all high school kids once, and we knew what our diet probably consisted of. Um, but that's our biggest push to our kids is to, to push water, not, you know, the night before the game, but from right now, right? So we're, we're asking our kids to kind of eliminate the sugar intake um, as they get ready. Because, you know, next week when we start our, our camp week, it's going to be 95 to 100 degrees next week, too. So um, keeping your body hydrated. But then for us in practice, um, we have – Designated water times where it's on my practice schedule to make sure these guys go and get water. They'll sit down in the shade for a little bit, um, and then we'll have a water cart out on the field as well. Because you know we do. We want our guys staying hydrated. We want to stay away from the cramps. Um, and, you know, and over time we've we've all learned how dangerous the heat can be. Um, we don't want to see any of our guys go down to that. So um, you know, but but it's extremely important what our guys do outside of practice for those you know those. 21 hours outside of practice. How are you taking care of your body? Um, is a, is is, is going to tell us if, if they're ready to go or not, you know, and I think we have guys and we've had guys that prepare themselves really, really well, and they still cramp up on that first night. So, you know, that's, that's Iowa. You never know what you're going to expect with weather, um, but we just keep pushing, pushing water um, and healthy diets for them. So,
0: okay. Well, uh, uh, Tell me about, is there any, you have any scrimmage games or week zeros or or any last minute preparations that you do before the season starts?
1: Yeah, we do a couple. So we do an inter-squad scrimmage two weeks before, as soon as we get pads on. Uh, we do an inter- inter-squad scrimmage other lights so that we still keep as a closed practice. Um, Cause it's the first time that our kids actually get to go out and do a, a live uh, simulation. And then um, the, in the week zero game we're actually gonna play peekin' this year. Um I got a buddy by the name of Clint Weber, is coaching down at Peakin and, he and was, reached out and they, He was the last guy
0: we had on this show.
1: Really? Yeah. Yesterday. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um known him for a long time now and, and we uh Peakin and Will are quite a ways away to to scrimmage. So actually what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over to Clear Creek Amana uh, and they're actually gonna let us use their facility uh to get a scrimmage in before they do that night. So um you know, it's, uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, I know he's got a, a younger team as well, he said. So, um, you know, just to get those reps against uh, somebody else other than your own teammate, we're, we really look forward to
0: Well, that's kind of exciting. I, I wonder if Ashton Kusher himself will be working the flags on the sidelines. <laughs> there,
1: he might be. You never know.
0: But uh, I know he, I heard he bought a scoreboard or something for the high school gymnasium or something. Yep. And I guess he does pop in sometimes to see some games over there. But uh, yeah, exactly. you never forget where you went to high school, do you? It's always in you. Yeah. Well, yep. Um, let's talk about the season. Uh, who do you kick off against there?
1: So we head down to uh, Mid-Prairie oh, yeah. on August 25th. And, um, you know, they have have a new coach down there. But somebody, he's, he's a familiar face. He's been their head basketball coach um for the last i'm not sure how long he's been there but uh and he was their defensive coordinator before so um even though they have a new coach they're going to be ready to go uh we saw them in seven on seven over in iowa city um they're going to be a big physical team and and we're going to have our hands full
0: in week one well uh let me ask you this is uh this was a question i ask a lot i may be asking this uh uh, (laughs) earlier when i talked to you but uh uh i've always asked what's tougher to face uh uh team that you played all the time that has a new coach, you know, or a a different team that you've never played before, you know, but generally they're saying it's the new coach and that's the, the worst of all scenarios playing them on the first day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we, um, we do have that, you know, and that's, I think that's really tough because I know coach Kavanaugh had been down there for years, you know, I I knew what he ran. um, So you'd have an idea coming into that week one of, of how to prepare, you know, Mid Prairie now is they might change. They look different in seven on seven, um, but we don't know if that's what they're really going to run or not. So, um, it's it's tough. Which means we have to have our defense prepared for anything and everything uh, come that first Friday night, uh, because we know, know exactly what their offense is going to bring out. Um, you know, again, we have an idea of what their defense is going to be, but but still, you don't know for sure until we see them on Friday.
0: You gotta be ready for anything. You just Dude. don't. Uh, Coach uh, Weber was saying Lisbon changed coaches, you know, and uh, uh, they wouldn't have to face him till the third game. And he was really glad that he'd have a, a couple games of, of film to, to to study because, you know, I mean, new coaches, man, especially if I come from the defensive side, you don't know what his offensive philosophy is at all, really. I mean, all right. The defense maybe would be pretty similar, but... Uh, And, you know, sometimes you got, I, I, I'm just, one of the things I taught, I talked to the Martinsdale St. Mary's coach one time Mm -hmm. and I asked him, you know, what do you guys like to run? You like to pass? He said, well, last year, we had some really good tall, long receivers that were really good and a quarterback with a big strong arm. And he says, so we threw a lot. He says this year our quarterback uh, doesn't have that big strong arm, but we got some good solid running backs. So we're going to run a lot this year, you know, uh, and every coach has those. You got to figure out what your players can do and kind of mold things uh, uh, around that. Uh, uh, so, is there any, you know, new wrinkles in the team this year? Is there a, a, something that maybe this team won't do well, or, or you think could do better than they did last year?
1: You know, I think our, our key is is to be balanced. Um, you know, on on between throwing and, and running the ball on our offensive side. Um, you know, I think we have some talented guys, um, and, and the key is to not do too much, right, is to lean on and, and rely on those guys next to you to do your job rather than overstepping those bounds. And I think if, if we can build that trust in our preseason, um, I think our team will have a really good season. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, I think is same thing. Stay home and do your job and again our our big push is is we need 11 guys who can tackle the football.
0: Oh, um, if, well, we have got about 5 6 minutes left. Let's just spend the whole time talking about the schedule. Uh, okay. you know, let's just kind of quick go over it and then tell me, you know, maybe some of them games you got circled that's really going to be a make or break for the season.
1: Yeah, you know, so we start off with Mid-Prairie. Then, we, um, then we're home against a West Liberty team that we have not played for in quite some years, but they're only a 15-minute drive away, so we're excited to get them back on the schedule. I like that. Um, then we then we head to Comanche. I uh, don't know a whole lot about Comanche at the moment, uh, but our, our non-district, uh, we play three 2A schools, which is a class above us, and uh, which I think will help us getting into um, our district play. Then we open up district play against the Dyersville Beckman team who is a traditional uh, football school um, well the traditional athletic school they're, they're pretty good in everything they just won a state baseball title um, and they're coming off that but they have a new head coach as well um, then we head to Durant on the September 22nd and that's a big um, rivalry for us you know they're five minutes away um, then we head to Cascade on the 29th um, and then we finish up the season with two home games against West branch and then Regina. So, um, anybody who's from Eastern Iowa recognizes some of those schools and those names. Um, and, and that schedule is not an easy one. So, um, our guys have to be ready to go. I think they're, they're ready for the test though.
0: I know the Hawkeyes like to always play the Minnesota school for the blind early to kind of get things going. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. We I didn't see we any of those on that nice. schedule you read off there. Yeah. Well, Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about?
1: No, I've I've just, uh, like we said before, you know what, we're just excited here to get football underway. I can't wait for July 31st to get here and get it back on the field Um, and just just ready to roll.
0: Well, I just went to the VA and seen the doctor today, and she asked me if I had anything going on. I said, well, I got a little beaver fever, (laughs) but I don't think there's no cure for that disease.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking not. I'm thinking not, but we're uh, we're
0: glad to have you on board. Well, we want to thank Wester Drug of uh, of Wilton and Muscatine for for bringing you this interview as they're going to be the big sponsor for the Wilton Beavers this year if that's all right with you, coach.
1: That sounds great to us. Great people over there at Wester Drug.
0: All right. Well, thanks for being with us.
1: All right. Thank you.